0: Hey, Barstool listeners, you can find every episode of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Welcome back to another episode of 51 Strokes. This is a very, very special episode. It's episode 51, the number we've all been striving for, the number that has made this epi- this show what it is. Caleb Presley, the former host. I'm the host now, but Caleb Presley's in the building as always. How you doing, Caleb?
1: Dude, I'm doing... Uh, wow, I just... I'm doing great. I just checked... Uh, I went on Twitter because I was going to send you a tweet that I wanted to talk about. But I just saw... Um uh, first tweet from Anthony Pompliano, Mr. Pomp. Bitcoin all time high. Sheesh. Okay. All right. So
0: that's good. That's good for the boy. That's good for someone who's got a lot of holdings, as you always say. I
1: don't know. I would say a lot of holdings, but uh all time high, I guess it's higher than it's ever been. There you go. Could I want more holdings? Dude, how do we get more holdings? <laughs> how's it going how's everything been you good yeah sorry i'm I'm a little distracted because i'm trying to send you this tweet but it's important all right i found it uh and i'm sending it to you and we can discuss it whenever you want but i just want to make sure we cover it i'm doing good though, dude and uh it's good always good to talk to you let me get your camera back on um always good to see you bro feel like uh it was been 10 years since i saw you last which was last week so
0: that's crazy. I mean, you do so much so it makes sense. But let's before we get into anything,
1: let's talk about Five Iron Golf, the greatest place in the world to play golf. It's true. It's true. Uh maybe even outdoors. Some people are saying it's better than Pebble Beach itself. Five Iron Golf is uh it's an indoor golf facility where you can go work on your game. You can go watch yourself take swings uh, in slow motion from multiple angles immediately after the swing is over. Uh, it's the best way to improve your swing. It's also a great place to hang out, watch college football on a Saturday. You know, go with your friends, get some a bucket of beers. You know, everyone takes turns on the simulator. Maybe you want to play a course. You want to play Pebble Beach on the simulator. Uh, check out the games. Play some ping pong. You know, it's just a cool, chill place. You can kind of get out of it what you want out of it or what you need out of it. Um, and if you use our code, since they are presenting sponsor, it's not a code, but basically it's a code of honor. If you DM them uh, at Five Iron Golf, spelled out Five Iron Golf, on Instagram or Twitter, you can get $500 off your league team. So that's new. So usually uh, in the past it's been similar time. This is a new one. You get if every 51 Strokes listener gets $500 off their team. This is unprecedented deal for all of Five Iron and 2021. So, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit more about the league, exactly what it is. Um, It's teams of four play Monday and Tuesday nights, seven-week season with rotating courses, formats, drink specials, giveaways, and prizes. Every location's champs win a free two-hour event and get to face off in a live-streamed national final round to crown the national champions. Um, there's nine locations and seven cities that you can take part of this in. That's Vegas, DC, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Chicago, and New York. So DM five iron golf on Instagram or Twitter and get $500 off your league team. You have to tell them that Caleb sent you and 51 strokes sent you to get that deal. Wow. Wow. $500. Sheesh. Damn. Shout out Five Iron Golf, dude. Is it? Is it? Let's go. It's that time. I saw Big Cat put it out. Chilly weather. Best time of the year. Fidelberg put it out. Sad boy season. Best time of the year. I don't like to... I, I, I'm happy during this season, but to each his own. It's my favorite time of the year. Of course. Uh, but, you know, you're in Florida, but the, this is like the best... I think this is the best
0: weather because it's in between the end of summer and the start of fall so
1: it's not like super cold but it also is if you if you kind of get what i'm getting honestly i mean it is starting to get nicer here in florida because it sucked during the summer uh rained every day but and it's starting to change which i do love but i would prefer to be in new york with that weather right now or back home in north carolina i like that you know starting to put a little sweatshirt on get a little chilly if it's a nighttime football game you need to kind of wear some layers you can dress like Dude, it's hard to dress in Florida. I end up wearing a t-shirt and shorts every day because I sweat. So, you know, it's a good time of the year. It's a, it's a good time to be
0: alive. Yeah, we're in like jeans. You can wear jeans, but you can also wear shorts. It's like the the perfect. So you can wear jeans, shorts, dog. I mean, you never know. You really never know. Speaking of jeans, shorts, and the guy who likes to wear them, you interviewed Theo Vaughn this weekend. How was that? Well, you well that interviewed was last him before, week. We talked about week. it, I thought. But
1: yeah, we did talk about it, but th- it came out this week. It was hilarious yeah shout out to him, dude. He's the funniest person I've ever met. I've never met someone in person who is just i don't even know how to describe it dude he's just hilarious he's just a hilarious person he's he's funny a lot of some people are funny intentionally and then some fun people are funny unintentionally he's both like. His energy and just aura is funny, and then also he's like a genius comic who can like think of funny jokes off the top of his head. I mean, he's just the real deal in in, in every way you could be. And he, uh, and he's just he's a cool guy, man. His special is actually out. Um, we should to. I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I was gonna watch it last night, but then uh, one of my boys is like, "Dude, you gotta save it and watch it with me." So I'm saving it to watch uh I'll, I'll definitely watch it this week but it's on netflix regular people so you got, you got to check that out i can't wait to watch it i wanted to watch it last night but i, I made a promise that i would save it yeah i was gonna ask you about it because i saw you posted on your story but i guess uh i guess you're saving it all right yeah i shouldn't have posted that i ratted on myself because then one of my boys is like dude you're not gonna watch it with me so ratted on myself classic let's jump back a week really fast you went to miami to interview ricky williams how was that it was it was great it was another trip for me and balls down to miami uh which is always great dude actually maybe the interesting the most interesting thing that happened that day is so i was like all right this is last friday so i had just left new york on thursday got back home the ricky williams you know formerly miami dolphins texas longhorns new orleans saints ricky williams uh he's promoting his new weed brand in Miami. So we had the interview set up at like four thirty. So I kinda had the day to kill. And I was like I hadn't played golf all week. I brought my sticks with me to New York, but you couldn't get a tea time, dude. Oh my God. If you're in New York, you better go to Five Iron.
0: I was listening back to our episode last week and you you got caught off track because you were thinking so much about this tea time. You were nervous that it didn't work out. So did it work out?
1: Yeah, so thank God dude. Uh, there, there is a big man in the sky looking out for me because Friday morning I played Trump, uh, Doral in Miami. So that's probably Miami's nicest course blue monster that you can right? get on. Well, there's multiple courses. I didn't play the blue monster cause they had a tournament on the blue monster, but the blue Monster's too hard for me. That's like, I mean, that's a professional course. Like I'm, sh- I'm probably shooting a hundreds in the, on the blue monster. Uh, I would like to play it though. Honestly, I, I, that's just what I'm telling myself. If I could have played it, I would have. We jumped into it with uh, all four feet But Play the Silver Fox Still uh great course Had a fun time It's probably in South Florida You know in terms of the courses you can get on Public courses I'm not a member anywhere You can really And you're not staying at the resort uh, Trump's one of the Probably the premier course in South Florida That you can get on Now there's other courses that are really nice But you have to either be staying in the hotel To play them Or you have to be a member so I play Trump and I'm sitting and I'm, I'm with my boy, Bryn Renner, who used to be the quarterback uh, for North Carolina before me. And we're just talking, you know, through the round we're playing. We're like, dude, how crazy would it be to like if we were just come up to the next tee box and Trump's just teeing off? Because you always see the clips of him out there. Yeah. And he plays his own courses like he's either playing that course in Miami or if he's not in Miami, he's in West Palm playing Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago. But like he's playing his own courses. He's out there, I think, like every day. I you got it. You got to play
0: your own courses.
1: You have to. Yeah. And so we're like, dude, how crazy would it be if we saw Trump? So didn't see him, but oh, that I thought that's where that I was know, going. I not want to say that's why I said it now. I was like, I don't want to set this up for failure, this story. But we're just talking about it. We had thought about how crazy it would be, and after the round finishes, I played terrible, but my body was just not feeling good from traveling, drinking, and just not working out. And I hadn't taken any swings. So I played bad. But we'll go to get some uh get a beer and and lunch up on like the mezzanine or whatever at, at the hotel. And so we're walking in and I was, the girl's like, Do you want to um would you like to sit at the bar or at a table? And I was like, uh, we'll probably sit at a table. She's like, Okay, you can seat yourself. And this is the inside by the bar. But I was like, walking through, and I'm like, see the bar, and I see all the uh, table options. I was like, damn, it would be really nice to sit outside. She didn't really ask me if I want to sit outside, but I was like, let me just pop out here and see if there's any tables. So I go outside. There's a few tables, but then there's like a big group of dudes. I was like, ah, and they're like loud, boisterous. You can tell they're having a good time, which I'm in support of, but maybe not who I wanted to sit next to. So I was like, all right, let me go over here in like the corner. So I go over in the corner and sit down away from everybody and it's just me and my friend, he sits down with me. And then I look over next to me. It's just two ladies uh, having lunch. And I was like, that girl looks familiar. And I've met so many people that, you know, throughout just traveling and stuff like that. I'm like, my initial reaction is like, I, I know her and I need to like, think of who that is before I have to talk to her, you know, like she's going to come over here and, and we're going to start talking and I need to know who this is. So I'm like racking my brain. And then it hits me. It's a Ivanka Trump. Right next to me. And so I was like, oh shit, dude. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe like she just can sit here. I think she had just played around. She was sitting with her friend. She was like in golf clothes. I was like, I cannot believe she just sits here and doesn't get like with no secret service or security. Like how are people not harassing her? Like, because people are, <laughs> I mean, like you're, that's, that's someone you would think that would be harassed, um, whether it's fans, or people who hate her, whatever. Like, you would think people are going to be coming for her. So, anyways, I'm sitting with my friend. My friend's trying to, like, sneak pictures, which I don't blame him. But also, I'm like, God, dude. Like, it's kind of like, like, I want him to get the picture because I want to share it. But, you know, with my, but I also, like, don't want us to get caught. So, I'm like, anyways, she finally gets up. We've been in there for, like, 10, 15 minutes. She she gets up to leave. Soon as she stands up, and I'm under the impression it's just me, my friend, and them two, sitting at this kind of lonely part of the mezzanine. Dude, as soon as she sits up, all of a sudden, 10 people from across the restaurant stand up. And I didn't realize that, dude, she had like a full, she was fully flanked. She was flank steak, dude. Like she had security everywhere. And I was sitting there like a dumbass, like, can't believe she doesn't have anybody with her. I would have been the guy who would have been like go up to her, like try to talk to her and just get absolutely tackled off the uh off the top of the building down to the off down to the putting green. So it was pretty that was pretty like as celebrity sightings, it was pretty up there in terms of uh like, wow, this is kind of like Crazy.
0: i've been on a plane i was actually on a plane i don't know where i was going i was going to fort lauderdale and i was on a plane with eric trump and i knew it was him and we get off the plane and i'm like there's nobody anywhere and as we get off the plane it's like me i'm like walking i turn around and like five uh secret service just like intercept him at the gate and then they just yeah. walk out and it was just like yeah i, I mean, was like oh apparently okay. they
1: know what they're doing yeah. apparently secret service is good at keeping secrets dude yep So, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. I I would compare the only other one that I thought was better than that, or like more crazy, I guess. Just because like... It's surreal. It's something that you just wouldn't expect to see out in public. Well, you just know how important that person is. Like, it's different than seeing some singer. It's like, okay, I like this singer. I'm a big fan. But like, they're really in their terms of like world geopolitical politics. Probably not that important. And and you could probably make the argument that Ivanka's not either. But... uh, the other crazy one, me and Roan on Super Bowl weekend in Miami went to Los Fuegos, Francis Melmon's restaurant. Don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but went for it. Uh, at the Faina Hotel. Francis Melmon. if you ever watch the show, Chef's Table, Season 1, Episode 3. This guy's the coolest guy of all time. Like, this is not required uh, watching for if you're a foodie. This is required watching if you're a human being. Like, if you, he's a guy's guy. Like, you want to be a guy? French Maman is a guy. And and uh, so you gotta watch it on Netflix. But, anyways, it's his restaurant. So me and Roan wanted to go try it out. And we were with Chef Donnie, too, who also was a big fan, obviously. Walk in, and amongst a bunch of celebrities, because it's Super Bowl weekend. Like, there's a lot of like, I think the guy from American Pie was there. Like a lot of people that you recognize, like, oh okay. Jeff Bezos sitting there with like. A security guard, a huge security guard, and, like, three chicks, four chicks. It was just him and, like, four chicks. Yeah. That was – that's probably the craziest one I've ever had. The richest man in the world. Is that, like,
0: someone for, for you who gets approached a lot, right? Like, you, you definitely have a lot of fans, and there's people at Barstool, obviously, Dave and Big Cat, they have a lot of fans. But is that something that's, like, you kind of, like – you get, like, that feeling in your stomach where – you don't know what to say or you'd kind of, you'd tremble over your words a little bit. If like Jeff Bezos walked up to you, I don't know. Like I, I get that way. Um, it not as much with the Rangers anymore, but like people who I've looked up to and I, and I see in person, like I kind of get this different feeling where I'm like, I don't know what I would say to this person. If I approached him.
1: I mean, if Jeff Bezos walked up to me, yeah, I would probably be fumbling and stumbling, but uh, you know, and the alternative is I would never go up to him. Like I would never approach I don't think I would approach anybody. I don't know if there's anybody that I would approach and be like, "Hey, like big fan." There would have to be somebody it would have to be somebody that I felt like didn't get recognition, you know what I'm saying? Like that I was a big fan of, but maybe isn't famous, and they would like get it would like help them. Like I'm not going to do it just so I can get my like, "Yo, big fan" off my chest. Like if there's someone that they know that the world is a big fan of them, like they probably don't need to hear it. One time I was in line at, a, in New York City, I was in line at Sweetgreen and Nathan Fielder of uh, Nathan For You, this show, he was in line, Uh, he was in line behind me and I, and I was in line with him. So I was like, I'm a huge fan. So I was like, Hey dude, uh, love your work. Uh, keep it up. And then I bought his salad and I was in front of him. So he didn't know, you know, I bought a salad. That was pretty smooth. That's probably the smoothest one I've ever had.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's uh, it's cooler when you go up to like big list, like a list celebrities. If you just kind of give them a fist bump, you don't kind of you just like you, you let them know that you know who they are, but you don't like fanboy over them. It's kind of just like, what's up? And then just do your yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. What would, you say, to what would you say to What'd Jeff say? Bezos? If, if you had a chance, like just like one question, Jeff Bezos yeah. is like, what's up, Caleb? <laughs> and you're just like <laughs> and you're just like uh, you got you have to say something. What do you say? He's not like an athlete. You can't say, like, big
1: fan. Like, like big fan of Amazon. <laughs> dude, 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 overnight shipping? Dude, I'm prime, brother. I'd be like, dude, a huge fan. I'm a prime member. <laughs> uh, dude, i ask asking why he got so much money he didn't decide to grow his hair back out. I feel like that's always one of those things that it's, it's an improvement every time. This week's Sunday Conversations, Brian Erlacher, he looks so good now that he has hair. Not that he didn't look good before, but... Like Dave or anyone who's got the hair transplant, like it looks good every time. At this, I would be like, dude, you got all this money, like it would be guaranteed to look good, especially like whoever you could get to do it. Why not? Yeah, that that is an interesting. That, that's a good take. I like that. So I probably wouldn't lead with that. I would probably lead with. I would probably lead with you know, prime member.
0: <laughs> I love that. One time I was in line. I think it was at LaGuardia, and it was like one of the smaller um security checks and uh i was like waiting for my bag and another bag comes through and it's like a louis vuitton bag like a big louis vuitton bag and i turned and i just saw this mountain of a man and i looked up and it was jj watt like he's huge and i'm like what do i say like what i got i'm like i gotta say something and i'm like jj big fan like can we take a picture so i have like a selfie of me with my hat off because i went through tsa so my hair's like all crazy but it's just me and jj watt and I think he was going to do, like, a Wisconsin—he um, was he was speaking for Wisconsin, like, at their uh, graduation. But it was crazy. It was like— That's
1: crazy. I just turn around, and he's, it's just J.J. Watt. I have seen a lot of wrestlers in airports. When you said, like, huge guy, like, I don't know if it's just because they stick out and they have to fly. Like, an NBA player would stick out, too, at the airport. But I feel like they probably have the type of money that they don't have to fly public. But wrestlers kind of probably still do have to fly public and uh i've seen a lot of them at the airports they're so recognizable like it just like they're huge dudes that have like recognizable faces you know what I-, I was just thinking about it now the thing that i hate probably the most is when you see
0: someone that you think you know is famous and you don't know like it bugs you all day like i have tsa pre-check i think we've talked about it. you i think you have both you said you or you got. bro i
1: got both now I- you do have both there you go oh my god yeah my first experience actually was like last week because I had, I thought I didn't get approved for TSA pre, because I got arrested. But I finally got approved. It took like over a month to get approved. So you must have felt like you had Secret Service around you. Oh, dude, that's basi- basically a Ivanka Trump going through the the airlines. Uh, but yeah, so I
0: so sometimes I'll walk through TSA and you'll see someone with like a really nice bag and like you kind of recognize the face. You're like, who is that? That's definitely someone famous. But you just don't say anything because you're just like, I I wouldn't know what to say or I don't know who you are.
1: Yeah. The one thing I'll never do is ask for a picture while there someone's in a trap like a when the person's immobile, like in a line or something like that, where no one else knows them, like you can't blow that spot up. That's blowing someone's spot up. And the other thing you can't do is you can't lead with, hey, don't want to blow your spot up, but but I'm about to. That was the thing with JJ. It was just literally just me
0: and him and this little security check. And then I was just like, all right, this is the chance. But I, I've always felt that way. Like, you don't want to blow people's spot up because then they just look at you like, yeah, I'll take the picture, but you
1: suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, it, It is, it is always fun. Like I, it never gets old. Like seeing somebody, you know, even if you're not like a fan of them, but you're like, oh, I know who that person is. It's like interesting. It's like, oh, wow. In the wild. Yeah. Celebrities. They're just like us. Just like us, waiting for their bags. Uh,
0: Anything else in Miami, or no? That was that was just your big. uh, Uh,
1: I mean, I just went. I did that. uh, Played Silver Fox, didn't play very well, and then I went to uh, do the interview with Ricky Williams, who was an awesome guy. It's actually funny. I think I told you this before. Did we talk about this last week on the podcast? Ricky Williams. Uh, Briefly, we talked about he. He's all over now. He's doing like a lot of stuff. He's doing stuff with Eli Manning, and then he's he's promoting a new marijuana brand, but. I was kind of, I wasn't nervous, but I was interested because back in my past, you know, I've over the years of doing, um, you know, videos and stuff like that, I've, I've definitely developed more of a integrity, I would say, uh, definitely understanding of the person that I'm interviewing, you know, and, and their, you know, plight, I guess, or their intentions for doing the interview and trying to cater to that back in the day. And that's just about like, I guess, being a better person. But back in the day, dude, I just didn't care. Like, I was like, if I'm getting the interview, like, I'm not really focused. I'm trying to just make it funny, and I don't really. It was a selfish way of doing it, honestly. And I still want to just make it funny, but it's like that you got to meet them halfway or whatever. Anyways, back in the day, uh, I did this video about Texas, Texas coach kissing the players. Um, it was it was Tom Herman at the time was kissing all his players on the way into the game. And so it was hilarious. I was like, why is he kissing like kissing him on the cheek? And so, and there's like this viral video going around of him kissing all the players if they get off the bus, kiss him on the cheek, and then like some of some of the players are like grimacing basically. Like they don't want it, like these big 19 year old college dudes, like don't want to get kissed by a grown man. And you can tell, like most of them are visibly uncomfortable. I don't know why he was doing it. So I made this video about how... And Texas was losing at the time, bad. And I was like... And the probably still are. But I was like, dude, uh, if my thesis for the video was Tom Herman, if he really wants to win at Texas, he's got to start kissing these players on the lips. And so I made this whole video about like why Tom Herman should kiss players on the lips. And I had Ricky Williams for an interview. And I was like... I basically like... <laughs> I, I, he didn't know that's what the interview was about. And I basically like, I don't want to say I tricked him, but I, because I'm just like ratting on myself, but I kind of tricked him bad, bad, bad across. Like, I don't know, like f- all for fun. Like definitely wasn't making him look stupid, uh, but still like probably not, you know, best morals, but I basically like got him to. Admit that Tom Herman should be kissing his players on the lips, <laughs> and and he kind of like snuck it in there, kind of sandwiched it between a lot of other stuff, and then kind of like put him in a spot where there really was no other answer for him to, but him to be like, yeah, I guess kiss him on the lips, and then use that clip as the only clip, you know, in the video. It was funny, and it, you know, it was no harm, no foul. But you know, I was wondering if he had seen that video and was like, "Wait, that's what that interview was about." Like we talked about all that other shit, and you used a one clip of that, but but he didn't seem to uh, remember it or didn't, you know, you know, so we we can do that too. We we're good for a lot of things. Memory's not one of them. So I don't know. I don't even know if he put two and two together. But I was interested to see. And also made me kind of realize, man, I really have grown in my in my older age. You know, you do you do you do think you're the same, but in some ways I've grown. I would never do that now.
0: No, you would not. Um, all right. So we talked Miami before we get into anything else. Let's talk about our friends over at BetterHelp.
1: Yes. BetterHelp. Uh BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not in your own mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and our listeners get 10% off their first month At betterhelp.com slash strokes. It's betterhelp.com slash strokes. Betterhelp. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash strokes. Um, Yeah, you got to take care of yourself, man. You got to take care of your mind. It's it's very important. If you don't feel good, then it's very hard to do good, you know. So, betterhelp.
0: Yeah, shout out BetterHelp. They offer it all to all of our employees at Barstool. And obviously, everyone else can get it if you use the code stroke. Shout out them. Um, All right. So you sent me this tweet. I do want to get to this before we talk about. Did
1: you see this tweet? Uh...
0: No. Okay. So I'll I'll read it off. So I don't know who um, this is. Samantha Marks. Seems like she has a a couple friends at Barstool. She tweeted that, help me settle this heated debate. Do you think... If you were thirty years old, quit your job, had unlimited money, and dedicated every minute to practicing training diet to become a successful pro golfer, would you eventually win or consistently contend at majors? Our friend of Barcel, Paige Sporanic, said no and well, anyone- first
1: didn't it didn't say first would you go pro and then also would you contend at majors?
0: It says and uh no, it it just says that uh, if you did all this to become a successful pro golfer, would you eventually win or consistently contend majors? And it was a yes yeah. or no vote. Let me just take my vote to see what. Eighty eight percent of people said no, and then Paige Brannick, a friend of Barstool, said no. And anyone who thinks they can don't, doesn't understand how hard it is to get to the next level.
1: Caleb, yeah, I feel like this is the direct shot. It. At- well, well, I kind of miss. I guess I kind of misunderstood because I thought it was just pro. I think contending at majors. Is, I mean, that's a it's like difference between being a pro football player and and being the Super Bowl MVP. Kind of. I mean, there's like a big gap there. So maybe I misunderstood it. I thought it was about just going pro. I was gonna say my answer would be that no, I don't think it was like the way it was phrased. Is if you did it like basically saying anybody like I don't think anybody could do it even if they did dedicate their whole life to it had unlimited resources um, the best coaches the most money you know whatever diet I don't think anybody I think you do have to have a threshold of certain skill sets I've said this before but I think you have to have some type of athleticism I think you have to have some type of mental makeup that's that's built for golf I think that's maybe the most important is like you have to have that type of mind. You notice a lot of golfers seem pretty similar, honestly, like just how they carry themselves and how they talk and walk. And there's a lot of them seem quiet. you don't see a lot of over the top, loud, boisterous golf. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's really, it, I'm sure there's exceptions, but it really is a, a, a certain makeup of a, of a guy um, or a woman that I think. Lends itself to being successful. I think you have to have a, a certain threshold of that, and then, um, and then you have to have all the resources and things like that, and then you have to have your general health, which over a long period of time, which is another thing. It's like you could start out good, and then you something could happen. You could have an injury, you know, you have some type of other health problem, which you have to have good health for probably ten, a period of ten years. That person, I think, could go pro, and that's kind of what we're doing here. I don't think that that person is as guaranteed to contend at majors. Right. And I think there's a lot of people right now
0: who are young, and I see it all over Instagram, who are young and who don't have a job other than just trying to make the corn fairy. Like that's their life. That's their training. They're they're just trying to make the corn fairy tour. So I, I basically checks all the boxes in terms of that. Maybe not the whole money aspect, but everything other than that, there's plenty of people who have, don't
1: have a job other than trying to uh, you know, become a pro. So I definitely agree. And also I don't think they clarify in that tweet. Sorry to interrupt you, but I, I don't think they clarify in that tweet that it would have to be a new golfer. I think it's just like any golfer who who at thirty decides to dedicate their life to it. So it's obviously more challenging to be a brand new golfer, but if you're just like, you know, you're already like a six handicap and then you go for it. Like Johnny Manzel, like he said he was gonna try to become pro. I don't think he's trying. I think he might be playing a lot of golf but i don't think he's actually trying to be pro and i might be wrong but you know johnny's like he's a relaxed guy now i think he's kind of i don't know how he has money i don't know how he gets money but he has it figured out um so you know he has probably ad deals stuff like that where he doesn't you gotta have that like push that you need to become pro like Johnny doesn't need to become pro and he likes to go out and have fun still so i would say that like he's probably not actually trying if you were actually if Johnny Menzel dedicated his life to actually trying is like yeah, i'm not going out anymore i'm not going to be you know i'm not i'm not going to be drinking at all i'm not i'm not going to do anything besides work out and play golf i think Johnny Menzel could be pro like uh right so um you know it's it's a lot of like caveats with something like that but i did think when I read it, I thought Paige was like shutting down that's even possible that someone could do it, which I thought was a little, cruel, a little wrong. She knows way more about golf than I do, but and she's also just had a hole in one in front of Gary Player, which was an amazing clip. And she has one of the sweetest strokes of all time. Like, just the way, it's just so athletic the way she hits the ball. But um, I don't know. I, disagree, I, I think even for me now, in terms of what we're doing, if I'm keeping it comp- a buck, if I'm keeping it 100, like, I'm still doing my job at Barstool. Like I'm I'm playing a lot of golf and I'm really getting into the game and I'm getting better, but I'm still like doing another job and I'm traveling around the country that's taking up probably 70% of my free time or uh, awake time during the day I'm working at Barstool. So I'm not even doing. Now if if I'm scratch, you know, and it's looking good, you know, in in the amount of time we set two years and and then I think things would get really a lot more serious for me
0: for sure and it's not like you're going to the range every night like you're just playing like you're just going to places to do work and you're just playing on the side so it, it's obviously I have harder. stopped
1: doing that though but just recently I have started just going to the right ra- like this ra- I went to the range this morning I've been going to the range every day because I'm like okay I think I'm, st- I'm at the point now where uh, it's a, like a the path is a, was it, divergent paths? It's like a fork in the road, basically, where, okay, I've, I've familiarized myself with the game enough now where I feel comfortable, uh, you know, playing and, and standing over the ball and kind of doing the just the fundamental stuff that you just have to play a lot to even get a feel for. Now, but I'm also starting to maybe develop some bad habits, and I was like, it's I'm either going to start going to the range instead of playing, and make these bad habits good habits, or I'm gonna just be a kind of a average golfer, so I have started doing that like this morning. I went and hit you know for an hour or something like that and and it it's just because I realize like if I don't do that, then I'm not being serious about it and I do think that I could be at seventy nine by the end of the year and you know, scratch golfer by end of next year. That's really the timeline. If I don't hit that timeline, then I'll shut up. I'll shut
0: up. And especially now that you're getting better, you're not hitting as many shots on the course. So it's like you need to go to the range. You know, you need to hit over 100 balls at the range because you're scoring under 100 now. So you're not hitting as much. You're not, you know, figuring different things out. So I totally get why you started going back to the range. And it's important. It's important for this journey. It's important for
1: everything. Right. And And I've always said it, dude. And, and I, to keep it a buck, right now, I'm not putting 100% of my effort into golf because I still work at Barcelona and I'm in, in the middle of football season, which is our biggest season, and I'm working on that. But I am working on golf still. And if I don't hit my timeline, like if if I'm not at 79 by the end of the year and, and not close, like, I'm not going to say if it's like an 81, but like if I'm not close to 79 by the end of the year and I'm not a scratch by the end of next year and be a scratch in two years like then I will hang it up and I'll just admit what I am which would at that point would be a leisurely golfer who enjoys the game I'm not an aspiring pro you know there's difference there's a difference there so it's it was an interesting tweet I thought it was an interesting tweet
0: yeah and uh I'm glad we cleared that up before we get to anything else we want to talk about our really good friends at truly
1: Truly is the seltzer that you want to drink if you are drinking seltzers on the course, if you're drinking seltzers, you know, uh, at your house, if you're at a bar, um, you know, you're in a courtroom, maybe a hospital, maybe you're doing a surgery. Uh, truly is the drink for you. This is one of the best tasting, multi flavored drinks. When I say multi flavored, um there's just a ton of different flavors and it's six, 16 refreshing styles that uh make it so there's literally one for everyone so i would recommend truly um if you are wanting to get your seltzer on because that's that's what you should do it is just is It's just the facts
0: that's uh, you just kept
1: it a buck right there
0: i like I that saying
1: i like that saying i feel like that you could adopt that well i mean i try to i try to keep it a buck as much as i can Except for when I'm ratting on myself. All right, so this is episode 51. We said
0: that this is monumental. This is something that this is a 51's a number that that we've built everything off of. It's it's you know it's how many strokes you're at when you started. Obviously, you're not there now. You've gotten so much better. Um, And it's kind of funny. You see the logo behind me, five iron golf. I I wear my five iron hat sometimes, and people think that's like the new logo. Um, The the 51 is just like a cool number. I I don't know. I don't know what uh, you know. Obviously, it was because of how many strokes you were, but it it ended up being, like, the right
1: number. I don't know if that makes any sense. (laughs) Dude, we we are giving a lot of love to Five Iron, and I love it because they're our presenting sponsor. I'm just looking at you right now. It does look like it's our logo. Like, we have 51 strokes. It's, like, on a small little thing to the side, and then Five Iron is taking up the entire wall behind you, which I love. But it's also, like, dude, 51 strokes is the name of the podcast uh but yeah 51
0: episodes uh, how, how how do you feel that we've come this far and uh it is what it is like this podcast is what it is like i i go out i'll even go out and play sometimes and they'll see it on my bag and they're like oh you're a fan of 51 strokes i'm
1: like no i'm the host of 51 strokes <laughs> came a long way um looking back dude I'm, I'm i'm happy where we're at i think we're in a good spot I still enjoy the game of golf. I haven't grinded my you know, dick to bone to the point where I hate it. I still look forward to getting out there every time. I definitely have improved, and I definitely have a lot of room to improve. If I had to say what my biggest uh, downfall has been, I would say not enough range time, also not enough lessons. Um, And that's, that's on me, and it's on Chris Como. And I'm gonna put that on him as well. And then, uh, and then I would say my biggest strengths are love for the game, dedication, passion. Too passionate. Yeah, I, I, that's all I think about. I, I literally wake up in the morning sometimes with like, you know how they say Bryson Shambo like woke up with a swing thought, like, and that's how I like won that one tournament. That's how I am too. But mine don't work. I think yeah,
0: I, and I think you've proved a lot of people wrong, and you know I kind of got the 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 ears on it mostly because when you moved away, you know the uh, people were talking like they're like I don't know if you can do this or whatnot, but your dedication to this, um, and I think it's even on an uptick right now because there was at one point where the podcast wasn't doing great, and you and you know you wanted to change it into something that you could really get behind, and and I from what I've learned from you is that if you're if 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 it's something that you personally can't get behind, you're not going to do it. So, uh, I commend you for wanting to bring this to the next level, and and you, I really think you have. I really think you've you've done what you said you do. Ev- you were going to do every single time. You said if I w- I'm not going to break hundred, I'm not going to keep doing this. You broke a hundred. You broke ninety, and now you're at this point where it's like you set another goal for yourself that you're going to break seventy nine by December. And
1: I really think you're going to do it. I really do. Yeah, I need a lot of practice and a lot of thank you for the compliment. Uh, it was a little bit of, like, what, uh, dick-sucking session. Um, well, you're my by, guy. No, no, no. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, I understand, like, not by you. I appreciate the compliment, but people are like, wow, like, they, they're making their podcast, just hyping themselves up. But that is what this podcast is, is literally just hyping ourselves up. So it is appropriate place. No, that's the appropriate place to do it. Um, no, thank you, though. But the uh, – dude, I just – Fuck, I, I just think we can do it. Like, I just think we can – I don't know why not. There's going to be a lot of golf going to have to be played between now and December, but 10 strokes – when I lose 10 strokes, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, it's not off, like, crazy shit. It's not like – like, I lose 10 strokes like, oh, I just, like, walked up to that ball and, like, topped the shit out of it. Like, it wasn't like I – Hit a draw instead of a fade, or some type of little tiny thing. I'm like, oh, that's how I lost that stroke. It's like, no, dude, I literally didn't even hit the ball. That's a practice thing. Or like getting in the sand and taking five times to get out of the sand. That's four strokes more than I needed, right? So I, the strokes that I'm losing are not ten strokes is a lot, but they're not. It's not incomprehensible if I can just dial in a little bit, get get a, a more of a routine of getting on the range and stuff like that. And, and just getting really good contact with the ball, maybe being able to pull my driver, which would be huge, getting out of the sand, you know, not just killing myself. I, I, I think it's possible. Now, once we get into next year, not to look, af- not to count chickens before they hatch, but if we do hit this goal, and then we're in 2022, and the goal is to get scratch, that's when it gets to like the little, the minutiae or the, the the subtle details of golf, you know, where you really have to, really be playing almost perfect and that's gonna be a lot more challenging and it'll require a lot more practice probably or the same amount of practice but um dude i appreciate the compliment i think that we can do it 51 strokes 51 episodes in i like it i think we're in a good spot because people have forgotten about us you know except for the people who are supporting but it's not you know in your face And i told people from the jump i'm not going to be like in your face about this uh because it's going to take 10 years. That, that would get old fast. And that's kind of where I like where we're at, where it's like if you're interested, you can tune in and you can follow it. Or you can tune in, take some weeks, tune back in, see where it's at, take some months, tune back in. We're not in anyone's face. We're just slowly grinding, eating the elephant one bite at a time. That's where we
0: live i love how it kind of like sneaks up on people like it's like they kind of forget where we're at and then uh a month happens and you shoot a 82 and it pops up and a video pops up
1: they're like oh shit caleb's yeah i love that i love that now i wouldn't need to shoot a2 i would love to do that um but uh i totally agree with you and it's like kind of just that. that's the way that's the way we should be stealthy but also we need to be like uh ivanka trump security like you don't really want to know about us until it's time to know about us
0: exactly love that it's very obvious love that i got some questions for you but before i ask you some questions let's talk about cross-country mortgage they're great to us
1: yeah i mean rates are at all-time lows and they may never they may never get this low again in our lifetime so call today cross-country mortgage for a free rate quote Our partners will save you a lot of money. Call today and our friends at Cross Country Mortgage will give you a free home valuation that is free to you just for calling. And also, this is a little teaser. If you call Cross Country, there's a chance you might hear my voice on the other side of the line because I know that um, I recorded some basically holded messages. And I don't remember what I said, but I remember that you offered a free sweatshirt nice nice don't know if I can follow through on that but nice Um, so go to crosscountrymortgage.com slash barstool and learn more about your future home buying experience or refinance your current mortgage cross country mortgage LLC M L M N M 3029 all loans subject to underwriting approval org. that was must read legal Thank you cross-country mortgage for being a sponsor of 51 strokes perfect
0: um all right this has been like a a really long journey obviously and i was just kind of watching back in preparation for this episode i was watching back at our old stuff and looking you know seeing how far we've grown i just wanted to know like what what has golf taught you someone who was starting just to get into it got really into it and now you travel all across the world and you bring your clubs and you do and you, you've been doing great things like like I said I'm I'm not going to get get into it again but you you have grown into a golfer who really can do this thing like I like I said I truly believe you can so what has golf taught you uh or or challenge you to do or challenge you to be better I, I don't want to go too far into this question but I'll let you answer it and
1: this is maybe this is maybe a surprising answer but it's it's the best thing that's happened to me out of golf I think is it's Forced me to get my body back a little bit healthy because after I played football for so long, um, I just hated the idea of even having to like lift weights or work out or anything because I had overdone it. You know, it's like a pendulum swings. It, it, if you do something too much, and then it was you got to find balance. So instead of you going right back to balance where like you're just doing enough healthy stuff to stay healthy if you're doing too much, then when the pendulum swings, you're not going back to even, you're going back to the other side. And we just do nothing. So I basically had done nothing for my physical fitness and health for years. I mean, eight years, seven years. And so, I mean, I had kind of done a thing here and there. I wasn't just sitting on the couch, but I had let some things go. My shoulder was starting to bother me. I wasn't really trying to rehab it. I had some problems with my hip, just some stuff that happens to anybody who's really not intentionally trying to work on their body and golf has forced me like it's leaving it's left me no choice to work on those things which i think and i'm still working on them because i have to have them for golf and it's actually made me realize it gave me perspective like wow like if i would have let these things go and it wouldn't have been for golf and making me get my ass like to the gym and working on these things uh and they're just rehab stuff nothing like i'm like pumping weights or anything like that. But just if I wouldn't have done a rehab on this, this could have turned it from like a, a shoulder that was bothering me to a torn labrum and a surgery and a loss of uh, mobility for the rest of my life in the shoulder. And, you know, the hip could have turned into real back problems where you have to do all kinds of, it's it's just a bad road to go down, which I was going down that road. And it's just a, it, I'm just thankful that golf kind of forced me to like, cause I couldn't swing with those things. So it's kind of forced me to get those right. And I'm realizing how much of a better life you have when you are like, mobile, and you are able to kind of do what you want to do. So maybe finding a little bit of balance with my physical fitness, even though I'm in pretty bad shape right now, like cardio, and, you know, I probably gained like 20 pounds already this fall. But um, in terms of like my body working and being functional, it's been very good. What it, and and uh, alluding to that, what has been your favorite Uh, part of this
0: journey so far what has been like the moment that you were like uh, i'm so glad i got into golf Was it was it you know going down to chris como's lab and just doing all that kind of stuff was it meeting someone on the course was it always meeting
1: dude i've met so many people already who are golf brings people together in in a way that no other thing can because you're there for the game it's like football but in football you can only be a fan in golf, you can play with someone, you can be on the course with them for four hours, you can get to know them, but it's not like, it's the best way to hang out with somebody. It's There's something to do, you can talk if you want to talk, you don't have to talk, you have something to talk about, I mean, you could go into real life conversations, or you can keep it about golf, like, it's just a great way to meet someone, and we've met already, we've met a ton of people, whether it's Chris Cuomo, or Kyle Berkshire, who, By the way, I said last week we'd have him on the show today. I didn't give him enough of a heads up that we were recording this morning. So we're going to get him on the show because I want to talk about the long drive competition. Maybe next week. But a guy like him, who's a a great guy and so interesting. Or Von Miller, you know, who is uh, another guy we met through golf. So just – and they're not just – and those are people who are like more, I guess, public celebrity names. I'm just saying them because listeners might know them. But I've also met other, you know, cool, great guys – who we bonded through golf. Um, so it has to be, it It has to be the people you meet.
0: That's great. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. I mean, even if it's just like somebody you, you say like, you know, when you play in the morning, you just meet like a random old dude and he ends up like knowing someone, you know, or, or he just wants to talk about golf with you. It's just like you could meet anybody on the golf course and 95% of the time you're going to have a great time with them. And they're and they're going to be good people. And it's just it's th- there are somebody who is worth meeting. Like it's not it's just somebody who you just ha- you're stuck talking to for four hours. 100%. That's got to be the
1: best part of the game. Easily.
0: All right. Well, I think that's uh, I think that uh, that wraps that up. I uh, I have I've been I've been blessed to be a part of this. I think uh, I I it's it's the reason why I'm here. It's the reason why I'm at bar, uh, still at Barstool for sure. You know, when I met you, uh, you were just starting this thing and you were like, you know, come up with some different memes and some different ideas. And it ended up working out. And And this took this took my career to, to New Heights. So I'm really fortunate for that. And the fact that we're at 51 episodes now, I think we can get to, you know, 251. I think this is, like I said, this is something that, that, that uh, you're going to keep pushing yourself to get
1: better at. And you will break 79 in December. That's for sure. Thanks, dude. I mean, that's it's, uh, it's been great. In that first fifty-one episodes, reflecting on them, have been it's good. But we're just getting started, dude, and uh, I like where we're at. I think that it is definitely something that's flying below the radar, which I actually like. It's probably not the best thing in terms of you know podcast. You probably shouldn't want it to fly under the radar, but I kind of like you know if I. It, it's very—it's a real community. It's people who really like it and are into it, and it's something where when it is time for us to pop out and be making noise, which you know there are going to be moments when we hit milestones, then it's it, it's going to hit different, you know. Love that. Uh, do you have anything coming up? Anything this week? Uh this week, um, Mitch is home back in Florida because they had a bye week. And so we're gonna have two tea times scheduled. Um, some stoolies shout out stool shout out to uh, what, how, when is this coming out? I don't want to blow my huh. Okay, well I don't want to. I do not want to say. I'm gonna say this. Shout out to some uh, well, I can I guess I can say the name. I just didn't want to. Uh, this is an exclusive rumors podcast. That's true. That's true. I'm not going to say it. Anyways, we're going to be playing, Uh, and I, I called this course, and I was like, hey, can I get on? They're like, you can't get on. And then uh, they're like, it's just a private course. can't get on. And I didn't say anything by my name or anything like that. I was just like, can I get on? They're like, no. And then the guy it, hits me up on Twitter or on Instagram. He's like, was that you on the phone, dude? It just sounded like you. And it was a, a North Carolina area code and I was like yeah and he's like was I was like was that you he's like yeah dude he's like don't worry i'll get you on so then he get, he uh he like figured out who i was and he and he got me on so uh shout out to him he's definitely a uh, bar stool guy stroker so um uh, yeah man we got some golf planned and next week got uh some interviews all in florida which is a blessing and uh just headed to the top one one step at a time dude Brian Erlacher this uh this weekend on Sunday conversation. He also we need to get him on the podcast. He is a great golfer. Full head of hair.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got to talk about that cuz I remember you saying that his, his hands are all messed up so it's like a weird
1: swing idea. Well, his wrist, he had surgery on like his wrist and so when he showed me his swing like his hand kind of comes off the club at the top of his backswing cuz his wrist doesn't have the mobility to kind of twist, but he still I think he says he's like a 0.7 handicap something like that maybe a two seven some some very good it's really good all right caleb it's always good to see you avery great to see you brother enjoy that fall weather i'm jealous i mean it's nice down here but i enjoy i like that fall weather up there
0: yes sir i'm gonna to try to play some golf this weekend i haven't played in forever i've been traveling so much so i hope hopefully i can get out
1: you gotta get out make your tea time
0: now there's not a lot of tea times up there i know that's it for me uh, I'm sure that's it for you as well. We will see you guys next week, fifty episode fifty two next week, and hopefully we'll we'll have a guest. I think I think we might.
1: Yeah, I need to, I need to figure this out with Kyle because I know he wants to come on the show and I want to talk to him about the the barstool long drive competition and making it a thing. But uh, I did not give him enough of a heads up for today. That's on me. That's on me. Hand up.
0: I think we could do it bigger and better than uh, than how it is now for sure, without a doubt. I don't know if you what saw you the setup of the uh, long drive competition. I don't know if you saw the setup. Oh, but I think, yeah, yeah. I think we oh, could blow, yeah. blow it out. 100%. We could
1: blow it out. Blow it out. It's a perfect Barstool thing.
0: Perfect. All right, we'll save that for uh, when Kyle comes on. But thank you
1: guys for listening as always. Follow us. Oh, shit, dude. I wanted to talk about one more thing. Okay, let's talk about it. Should we save it for next week? Let's save it. Let's save it. I'll, sh- I'll send it to you. Australia is starting a, um, a tournament that looks awesome, and it's guy versus girl. And it is uh, four different courses, four days, four different courses, guy versus girl. It looks amazing. And we'll talk about it. That's a
0: great teaser. We will see you guys next week. Follow us on all our handles, 51 Strokes. Uh, Next stop is the top.